Hello and welcome to Extreme Paranormal. Uh, this week is actually a bonus episode. So, yeah, this is going to be a good one. This is a listener experience. Uh, I got an email from Jacob Kivenhoven. Jake, I hope I said that right. If not, please correct me. And he had three experiences that all took place in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. So, all right, folks, jump on the X train. We're headed to British Columbia, Canada. All right. So, as the email goes, uh, the backstory is Jake was born in 1980. I spent the first 24 years of my life in a haunted house. My sisters and I all experienced several paranormal events throughout our childhood. Though strangely enough, our parents failed to share in these endeavors. Experiences such as phantom footsteps, items mysteriously moving, shadow figures, and sleep paralysis, to name a few. Could it have been children and their overactive imaginations? Or perhaps spirits are simply able to communicate more effectively with the innocent or less worldly humans. All I know is that I've only experienced paranormal phenomena in that house, and never experienced anything elsewhere. Well, that's that's good to know, Jake. I, I'm glad we have a backstory on this. <clears throat> and, you know, to answer your question, I can't. <laughs> um, you know, as you did ask, could it have been children and their overactive imaginations? Possibly, but in my opinion, I would say no. Um, through research and everything else, um, I think children are more susceptible to um, events and seeing things. You know, spirits are able to communicate more effectively with the innocent or less worldly humans. I would say that's that's a definite. I'm going to give my opinion right off the bat, Jake, and I'm going to say yes. I think they are able to communicate. I think children are uh, more open, and you know that that's where I'm going to go with that. So yes, um, overactive imaginations. Again, I don't think so. You know, I mean, we were all children. Yeah, we have our ma imaginations. We, you know, do things. But when it comes to the veil and spirits able to communicate with, as you say, communicate more effectively with the innocent or less worldly humans. Oh, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm going to say yes on that one. So, for Jake, we have experience one, the ball. Late one evening, I was the last one awake in the home. The house sat silent, with mere whispers echoing from the TV as I focused intently on the video game at hand. Lights flashed and flickered, illuminating the room as I played and my eyes began to tire. Turning off my console, I made my way from the room at the bottom of our stairwell down the long, dark hallway to the opposite side 
of the house. Turning down the last of the lights, I climbed into bed, pulling the sheets up close to my chin, excited to get some rest. No more than a second had passed when I heard the sound of a rubber ball bouncing in the kitchen. It's methodic rhyme beating on the linoleum floor. It was the kind of ball used to play the game jacks. I collected them at a young age and kept them in a bowl in the kitchen. I found it odd that someone would be bouncing the ball at this time of night. Along with the fact that I was the last one up and all the lights were off, I lay in bed listening intently, trying to hear a more discerning sound to depict who might be the culprit. The ball began to bounce down the stairs, each thud louder and clearer. The steps from the kitchen started off linoleum, but at a landing switched to the carpet heading into the basement. The change was easily apparent when it bounced from linoleum to carpet, and I could tell it was getting closer. Thud, thud, thud. Three bounces, and it had cleared the 14 steps. Its spring began to diminish, its cadence shortening to nothing more than a ball rolling on carpet. Finally, the ball struck my door at the end of the hall and came to a standstill. Confused, I rose from bed and opened the door. Nothing but darkness stood before me. No light from the hall, stairwell, or kitchen above could be seen. Flicking the switch to the hall light, my eyes scoured the floor for the ball, but there was nothing. I crept slowly towards the steps, eyes darting back and forth. Perhaps the ball had rebounded further than I had anticipated, I thought, but still nothing. I lit the stairwell, climbed to the kitchen, and the house sat still, empty. No light, no people, no ball. Wow. That's, that's an experience for sure. I'll, I'll, wow. <laughs> um, experience number two, the fingerprints. One lazy Saturday morning, the family was meandering about the house. Typical chores occupied our thoughts. My task at hand, washing the windows. Oh, joy. I lumbered down the kitchen stairs into the basement with speeds exceeding even that of a sloth. Though my excitement knew no bounds, there was a set of glass French doors near the landing that required polishing. The doors stood about seven feet tall, each with ten panes of ten glass panes forming a two by five vertical grid. As I bent down to start cleaning the bottom panes, my eyes widened and I took a step back. Second pane from the bottom hosted a tiny child's handprint perfectly conserved on the glass. This was odd for numerous reasons. First, being I was the youngest in the home at 14 years old. Secondly, we cleaned these doors every two weeks. Approaching my sisters, I asked, Have you had any friends over with children recently? Both replied, No. I approached my parents with the same query. Have you had any friends over that had small children? Again, No, was their reply. When I originally saw the handprint, my first thought was, a child with their face pressed against the glass looking in, like a kid at a candy shop or pet store. The interesting part is, behind the door was where we kept 
all our toys from our childhood. Now let's get on to experience number three. Let's play Nintendo. Jake, I'm with you on the Nintendo. <laughs> it was Friday night. My parents had gone out on a date, leaving my twin sisters, 18 and I, 14, home alone. We had just finished dinner, and while Justine and I were washing dishes, I noticed my other sister, Danielle, head downstairs. Moments later, my Nintendo Entertainment System turned on, and me with a confuddled look on her face, questioning, is Danielle playing your Nintendo? The reason she was... Let's see. The reason was so confused that still to this day, neither of my sisters play video games. I, however, was even more confused. I had moved my gaming system upstairs, and it was now located above my bedroom on the main floor. I gazed at my sister like an owl, eyes perfectly circle as I spoke. I thought I saw her go downstairs, I quietly exclaimed. The hairs on our arms... Huddled together, we stealthily made our way to the top of the stairs. Danielle, are you down here? I whispered, as not to alert the intruder. We waited, bated breath. It took what felt like hours before a response. Yeah, why? Was all it took for my sister and I to rush down the stairs, tripping over our own feet. There's someone upstairs playing Nintendo, we frantically squealed. Well, not the most horrifically impending statement I've ever had. It did hold weight in the moment. Danielle's eyes slanted. In obvious prank, she gandered. We professed, it's true, there's someone upstairs. Now, I don't recall the conversation that took place after this point, but we somehow came to the grand conclusion that we needed to investigate. Did we think it was the ghost? Did we need to prove Danielle... Did we need to prove to Danielle it wasn't a prank? This I don't know. Together, the three of us climbed the stairs to the kitchen, the game music still resounding down the hall. Creeping through the kitchen, we peeked around the corner, our eyes fixated on the door at the end of the hall. The sound was coming from there. The exact room that held my gaming system, someone was in the house. Tippy-toed, we began slinking down the hallway, each floor creak met with frozen limbs and filled lungs. The game kept playing, louder and louder, as we got closer and closer. Finally, we stood within reach, no mistaking the sounds from the other side of the door. I nervously gripped the handle, eyeing my sisters on either side. With a nod, I abruptly burst through the door. We stood in silence, literal silence gazing blankly at an empty room. No people, no sound. The TV was turned off. The Nintendo was turned off. And the Nintendo was even unplugged from the wall socket. Justine began to scream in my right ear. <clears throat> Danielle in my left as they scrambled down the hallway. The manliest of war cry bellowed from my chest. Certainly neither shrill nor shriek as I swaggered behind them, with no fear at all, seriously. We sat outside our house for the next two hours waiting for our parents to come home. No one has come forth in 25 years to tell us this was a prank. 
and this took place in the mid-90s before recorders and remote controllers were abundant. So did I grow up in a haunted house, or did we just have overactive imaginations? These are just a few of my experiences. And it's signed, Cheers, Jake. <clears throat> well, Jake, um, more than appreciated that uh, you reached out via email. I'm sure the listeners are going to love this. Um, I love this. Now, to answer your question, did you grow up in a haunted house? Or did we just have overactive imaginations? Yes to the first one. No to the second. Haunted house? Definitely. I'm going to say yes. We're putting the Mike Extreme, Extreme Paranormal stamp of haunted house, yes. Having never been to, you know, that home that you grew up in, investigated, your experiences are, you know... Their experiences, you know, I would say that's definitely a haunted house. You know, small child handprints, right where you guys kept uh, your childhood toys. Maybe it was a child ghost. Uh, you know, possibly. Uh, maybe there was people that lived in your house or on the property before you. Um, I don't know. If you want to reach back out, uh, please do. And let me know um, if there's any history on the house. Um, overactive imagination? I'm going to say no. Definitely not. Um, you know, I, Jake, thank you for this wonderful email and your three wonderful experiences. Um, you know, if you guys want to be like Jake... Um, please do, you know, extreme 13 podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email and I will do, you know, a listener episode for you. It'll be a bonus episode. And like I told Jake, um, this episode is dedicated to you, Jake. This is, you know, Jake's episode. So, you know, enjoy and Anybody that has anything else, email me. Jake, if you have more, email. You know, I want to get this stuff out there. Like, this this is huge. This is, this is amazing, you know. It's, it's much appreciated. There's much love going into this. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, bouncing ball. I do remember the game Jax. I did have a Nintendo. So we got two out of those three things in common. Um, I've never had an experience like that personally. You know, and you have two sisters that were there. They've experienced this. That's amazing. So, again, Extreme13Podcast at Gmail. Send me your listener episode. Be like Jake. And Jake, again, thank you. Much love from Extreme Paranormal and all the listeners around the world. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye.